Ready? <clears throat> Father, we thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come together in your house, Lord, to <clears throat> Lord to feast upon this word. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the spiritual ears we need to hear this word and to hear your voice in this word today. Give us the spiritual eyes, Lord, to see the path as you lay it out before us. Give us the godly wisdom to walk in that path. We thank you and praise you for it. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Now, as we were talking about last, uh, title of the message, amen, is choices. Only one choice a Christian has to make. Amen. And we'll uh, continue on with that. Amen. As I said before, uh, you know, we were talking about voting and things like that and a lot of different things that we do in this life and in this country and and we're going to continue along those lines but as i do want you to understand that you know i'm not i'm not here to tell a person they can or cannot vote i'm not here to tell you you can or cannot do certain things like i said if it does not affect this church does not affect the kingdom of god then that's a choice that each individual has to make for themselves. And my job as a pastor in those choices, in those type of things, my job as a pastor is to tell you what the Word of God says and help each one uh, see the Word, hear the Word. And the Bible says that he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. So it's our jobs as, as uh, children of God and being in the kingdom of God to seek after and listen carefully to the voice of God and listen to what it is God is trying to speak to His people and what the purpose is of it and, and, to, and to clearly understand what it is God's trying to say. And then we can make a, uh, an educated decision determined by what God is, is telling us. Amen. So that's, that's where we're... That's where we're going with this message, and that's where we're coming from with this message. Amen. Uh, the Word of God is given for what? For instruction. For instruction in righteousness. Amen. How to, how to do things rightly. Amen. It instructs us how to make right choices. Amen. It's given to us for correction. How many times has the Word of God, since you've been here, corrected some things that you were doing wrong? Even does now. It still does today corrects us in the things we're, we're doing wrong. It does that all the time. It does those things to me. It helps me correct things that I might have wrong, and, and that's, what it's, uh, that's what it's there for. Amen. Without this Word, we wouldn't be the people we are today. And, and you have to stop and understand as well that, man, you know, how far have you come since you've been here? Look at all the Bible we have. We have four services a week. And look at all the Bible we have in each service. Almost every service we have has an enormous amount of Bible. An enormous amount of Bible. How, how would that compare with your being in another church, getting what they're feeding, and how, how different would that be? But because of that, because of that, there are much... Much greater things expected from us, required of us. Amen. So uh, we want to continue to to grow, and, uh, and and to grow we have to know. Amen. Praise God. So, as I said before, my allegiance is to no man, 
My allegiance is to no land. My allegiance is to God. And Him alone is my allegiance. Amen. Now, I have, I have an obligation as well to this flock because God has given me this flock to tend to, and I must tend to this flock. Amen. This is my Father's business, and I must tend to this flock to the best of my ability, and I certainly try to do that. Uh, I pray all the time that God would help me to be better at that uh, all the time. I want to be the best servant to Him first and foremost that I can be. And secondly, I want to be the best leader that I can be to His people, not leading by instruction, but leading by example as well as instruction, amen, in His Word. Instruction in righteousness. What is uh, greater, we talked about before, what is greater, the building or the builder? The builder. Absolutely, because buildings can fall, but the builder can build another one just like it. Amen. I have become a visitor here on this earth. Brother, give me Philippians 3.20. And then we're going to follow that with 2 Corinthians 5.16-21. Okay, so... Now, my allegiance is to God. Not a land, not a country. Why? Because our conversation is in heaven. What does the word conversation mean? Citizenship. So, my citizenship is not here. Is that correct? We traded that in, isn't that right? We traded that in for a citizenship there. My, my name has changed now. So is my citizenship is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so where's our salvation? Is it in our jobs or is it in our, is it in our country? Is it in our land that we live in? No. It's in the Lord. We look to heaven for our Lord. I look to the hill from whence cometh my help. That's where my help comes from. My help cometh from the Lord, the Bible says. My help doesn't come from mankind or anything. You know, we have jobs and we have, we have uh, customers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just like a Brother Quick one time. He, man, things was kind of upside down and going rough. At, and had, He had a rough patch there. And all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, boom, some guy calls him up, man. With I mean, had these two... Jobs and I mean just buddy, just you know, big time stuff. It boom, just like that. Hey, just just like well, that wasn't from that man. That wasn't from them people. That wasn't from advertisement. That was from nothing of the sort. It was God sent that man. However, whatever method he used, he sent that man. That was a God thing. It had nothing to do with any of that. Yes. It was because you were following His Word to the letter, exactly what He said to do, and God had what you needed. And it was a reward for following His Word. God has what we need. From whence also we look for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, is that the only Scripture on that one? Okay, give me the next one there, Second Corinthians. 
Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. Amen. We don't know the flesh, the flesh side of Jesus anymore. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. So, God is our supplier. God is the one that reconciled. He brought us back to Himself. And He gave us the ministry of reconciliation, which is what? It's the ministry of how we can be reconciled. We take the same ministry that He reconciled us with, and we carry it to others and show them how that He can reconcile them as well. The ministry of reconciliation, He handed it off to us. He said, you know, what did He say? He said, the same that you've heard from Me, commit thou to faithful men that they may be able to teach others also. So that also ties right in with this. This is the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. It's the ministry. It's the, it's the Word that tells people how they can be reconciled to God as we have been. Okay? To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself. God wrapped Himself in flesh. Okay? And He came down here for that purpose. So that He could bring people back to Himself because they were so far gone. Not imputing their trespasses unto them and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So when they came in His blood, and they were new creatures, they were, behold, they've become new creatures, amen. They are a new creation, they rose in newness of life. Then He committed, unto, there's that word committed again, remember? It's the same as I was talking about a while ago. He said, the things you have heard unto, uh, uh, unto us, and been assured of who you've heard them from, the same commit thou unto faithful men. God committed unto us the word of reconciliation as well. Now, let me ask you a question. You, you need to clearly understand here there's more to this than, than meets the eye here. If God committed this word unto us, what does that word committed mean? It means we have a, we have a responsibility. We are committed to to. Hold this word fast. We are committed to live this word and be that light, and we are committed to show forth this word. We are committed to not only have the epistle, but to be a living epistle. Isn't that what the Bible says? We're committed to live this word before people. You're going to you're going to reach a lot more people by what you do than what you say, right? So. God hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So it comes with a it comes with a commitment. Church, I've said it many times. How? How will anybody ever hear or see this? If not you. Where else is this going to come from? 
You tell me anyone else on this earth you know that knows what we know, that you know. Who do you know that knows what we know? Anyone? Do you know anyone that knows it like we know it? Then who else? Who else are they ever going to come across that can give them what you have if not you? Now then, here we go. Didn't I just say a while ago? We said a while ago, our what? Our citizenship is in heaven. Now, then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. We are ambassadors for Christ. Okay, so what is an ambassador? What is an ambassador? Representative, okay. So what... Let me ask you a question. If we are not citizens here... Just let me just drop a thought in your mind right here. Do you believe that... that foreign citizens... Are to be able to vote here? <laughs> foreign citizens are citizens of a foreign land. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now let me ask you this. Let me drop another thought in your mind. Just dropping thoughts. That's all I'm doing. All I'm doing. If let me let me think of how to put this just right. If the Democrats win this election, do you think Jesus lost? So you don't? You don't think he lost? So if the Democrats win, Jesus didn't lose. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me drop another thought in your mind then. If the Democrats win and Jesus didn't lose and you voted Republican, did you vote against God? Because in essence, what you're saying is, if the Democrats win, it's because Jesus wanted the Democrats to win. 
Isn't that right? And if Jesus wanted the Democrats to win and we voted Republican, did we vote against God's will? Explain. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. Just dropping thoughts in your mind. These are just things to think about. As the Bible says here, let's finish this part. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew not sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. All right, now. As we are ambassadors for Christ, do you know, and again, just dropping thoughts in your mind here to think about. These are things that we need to contemplate and consider in our daily walk because they help us to look at things in the Word. They help us to look through the Word at what we do and say and all those things. The very things that help us to change everything we've done so far, all the changes we've made so far. We're to go on unto perfection. So we're going to continually change and get more like this Word. Isn't that what the Bible tells us to do? And that's what we're here for. We're here to get continually. We've not arrived. We never will arrive. We're going to continue to get better and go on unto completion. That's what we're here for is to try to strive and get better. And that's what I'm here for and that's what you're here for. So if... If... Well, let me ask you a question. We have ambassadors all these countries, right? We have ambassadors all over the world. Ambassadors for the United States of America. Is that correct? So they go over there in the foreign land, and they have all the authority of the United States to represent the United States and their interests there. And they got a lot of power. they got a lot of power. Matter of fact, the area that they're on is actually considered to be property of the United States of America. Just like when they are in a foreign land, or, or, or they come over here. I've done stuff, jobs through the years in, in places that belong to, uh, uh, like Nissan. Nissan in Tennessee, when you go inside them gates, you're in China. Or Japan, whatever it is, I forget now. And they'll tell you straight up, they don't, they don't have to go by any U.S. laws. The, everything inside them gates, they have their own inspectors. They, have, they go by Chinese or, or Japanese law or whatever inside the gates of those places. Those, those are because they're sovereign to their land. But can those people vote in America? Can they vote? No, they cannot. They can't. No, they cannot. Neither can we if we go to a foreign land. Can we vote?
Americans are not in a foreign land. Oh, you mean overseas? Those people, but those people are not in a foreign country. The foreigners that are there have no right to vote because the ambassadors from those countries that are here have no right to vote. Yeah. So, no, it's still, it's still a matter of us being over in a foreign land, we can't vote there, and them being here in a foreign land, they can't vote here. Because though they're here and they have the, the, the authority to be here and all that kind of stuff, they still cannot vote because they are not a citizen of this country. No, they're really not because of, yeah, because of, uh, that's correct, because they have diplomatic immunity. But, and, and you see, but see how that lines up with this as well, how our citizenship is no longer here. Our citizenship is in heaven. You see what I mean? From whence we look. This is where we look. Now I'm gonna go further, and again, I'm just, you know, I just wanna, I just wanna help us to see the word and look at this word, and and we've got some more stuff to cover here too that'll help, it, that lends us to this as well. So just good stuff. I... <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, no, no, I asked you the other, the other while ago. Well, sister, here, let me go further. Well, let me go further, and then and then we'll take a closer look at it because I, it's hard for me to explain it. It's hard for me to explain it right here. Huh? Go ahead. Okay, but let me let me let me just bring it all back down to to Bible right here. Okay, first of all, whether the Democrats win or the Republicans win, neither one of them have won. It's God's will. God is the one that's going to put whoever's in the White House, in the White House. If every man on earth died, but the, the, the people are being elected, God's going to put in that because God sets up thrones and tears them down. God alone does this, not man. When, God, when, when the Israelites wanted a king, they wanted to be like everybody else. 
God was their king. And he declared, I am your king. You got me, I'm your king. They wanted a king like everybody else. So God told Samuel, give them what they want. And then God said, I'm going to pick you. I'm going to choose your king. I'm going to bring you a king. And this is what kind of low-life king you're going to have. And he said, this is what I'm going to do. And then they got Saul. He sent him to go get Saul. And Saul, of course, did what... He started out, got gangbusters, and then he turned and he started... He, and he, he God even told him ahead of time, he said, well, I'm going to get your king for you, but this is what's going to happen. He's going to take your children and your, your stuff and all your animals and everything. He's going to make them his... And he's going to make slaves out of all you. But he's, he showed, he told them ahead of time. But he went ahead and did what he was going to do. And he picked their king. Not at any time did, did God allow man to make a choice of who would be the leader of his people. There is not any time in this life God is going to allow us to choose who is our leader. Why? Because there should be no man on earth that is our leader but God, because we are not of earth. Now, secondly, secondly, there is a little leaven leaveneth the lump. It does not matter whether this man over here is killing babies and doing this and doing that, killing babies and allowing uh, uh, rape or whatever the situation is. If the president, and you know how I feel about Trump. I like Trump. I think he's the best president's ever been in the world, my lifetime, certainly. But he also allows and condones homosexuality, men marrying men, women marrying women, and he, he does not speak against that. Why? Because they would roast him and probably crucify him and kill him and hang him from the pole at the, at the White House. But that's the thing. If there, is, there is none good, no, not one. And if, if we vote for him, and, and, and like I said, I'm going to vote this time unless God changes that between now and then. But uh, I'm not ever going to vote again. I'm not ever going to vote again after this. I'm just not going to do it unless God brought it to me and told me to do it. I don't believe he's going to do that. But my personal, my personal opinion, because I'm not of this country and I cannot concern my... I don't listen to it now. I've turned it off. I don't listen to it. I ain't going to listen to it. I'm just not going to listen to it because it, it clouds my mind up with all this mess going on. And I'm, I trust God and, I trust, and I'm trusting in Him. I, I'm not going to stick in my head in the sand uh, like an ostrich. And I keep my eyes and ears open, but uh, I, I'm not going to go look at these battles and all this because they're a distraction. They distract me from God. They distract me from, from Him and from the main purpose. It, there's not anything you're going to do to change it. There's not anything Brother Quick's going to do to change it. Yeah, and he even told him. He, and Samuel was like, no, I, I, Samuel was like, I, I don't want in this thing. I, I, no, Lord, you know. He said, Go ahead, do, give them what they want. Give them what they want. Pick. He said, You go. I'm going to choose a king for them. He said, I, you know, because God's going to do it. He, God's choosing this. Why? Because it has to happen exactly like God's written it. It's already written.
He didn't say give them a blue king. He cannot allow man to make their choice. They wanted a king, but they're not going to choose what kind of king they want. See, you're not going to choose a, a, this king and that king. Why? Why? It goes back to this, because it's not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Mm-hmm. We're all sinners. But you're still missing the point, brother. Okay. Okay. He's the lesser of two evils, yeah. Well, it does not... Okay. Well, but here's the bottom line. You have to understand Yeah. See this book? It's settled. There's only one path that can lead to this right here. Only one. There's not anybody else can be in the White House and take us to this right here, but the one God intended for to be in that White House during that time. For the year 2020, there is a written in His book, in God's book, that we don't have. In God's book, in God's understanding, there's a man going to be in that White House. And this is going to happen because of it. And this over here is going to happen because of it. And this over here is going to happen because of it. And this over in China is going to happen. This over in Istanbul is going to happen. This over in, in Timbuktu is going to happen. This over there is going to happen. All this stuff's going to happen. Meanwhile, all the planets and everything and all the stars are being lined up. And they're going to be, they're doing what they're, things that we could never even comprehend. But just as you did not think, hmm, I feel the Holy Ghost. Woo! Just as you and I did not think, and I'm going to put me in this too because I'm just like you, brother. We did not think at one time some of the things that we used to do were against God. And as we have gone deeper and deeper into this Word, we have come to the understanding that, wait a minute, but, man, that's not a God. I'm going to have to let that go. That's exactly what we're doing today is we're talking about things that we've never even considered could possibly be against God because we live in a democracy. We live in a place where we've always chosen our leaders in this country, and that's what we've taught, you know, that democracy is about. And, and, and so, you know, and even, 
even now, it's gone to the place to where they don't talk about what they're going to do. Now, Trump does, and he does stick with what he says he's going to do. But most people don't even talk about what they're going to do. They just talk about what, how that, you know, well, this guy over here, he's not worth killing, but, but I'm, a, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not worth killing, but this guy's not worth killing twice. I mean, you know, he's twice not worth killing, but, you know, I'm not worth knocking in the head, but I'm better than he is. And that's, that's really what they say. And, but, but, the, the thing about it is, and what God, I believe, is, is trying to, to help us to see more clearly than we've ever looked at it before, because I've never really looked at it from these standpoints before so deeply and so intently, but, but is that, look, I've already chosen who I, who's going to be in the White House. I've already chosen the one that's going to be in the White House at the end of all this. I've chosen the one that's going to be in every seat in the Congress, every seat in the, in the judicial system. I am the one that sets up kings, and I tear down kingdoms, and I tear down kings. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to stop it. Now, man is tied up with these things because they have no God, no king to look to. The ones that do have a king to look to, look at the mess they're in and going to be in. But he said, my people, my people need to look to me. And God even told His people, He said, You want a king? I'm your king. You want a king? Why would you want I'm your king. Well, we want a king that other people can see. We want a king like everybody else that, you know, that's, uh, that's right here and that we can celebrate and we can, you know, we can bow to. And he, oh, you know, well, that, that kind of don't sit too well with God when you're, when you're, Bowing your allegiance and yourself to somebody else, and that's and that's kind of see God sees things differently than we do. We don't look at it like that, but the Lord our God is a jealous God, and He sees things like this. You ain't looking at it like that, but I'm looking at it like that, and the way I look at it is right. You see, but let me go further. Let me go further in some of these scriptures and some of this word, and let's take a look at it. I clearly understand. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Rivers of water, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's ridiculous, yeah. Well, God is guiding every one of them. They're in that position to do exactly what God has shown them to do. Whether it be right or wrong. No. Well, but the thing is, brother, well, absolutely, absolutely not. But you have to understand, it's not about, it's not about... God is going to bring, no matter what happens, God's going to bring those that will to Him, no matter what happens. Okay, so you, you have to get outside of that box and look at this from outside the box and say, well, you know what? God's will is going to be done. If the Democrats are in the White House, yeah, yeah, he is going to, if, if, if Trump is not in the White House, or if, somebody, if there's somebody that needs to find the Lord, it's, gonna, it's not going to have anything to do with politics. It's not going to have anything to do with that guy. If God is trying to work on an individual governor or senator... If he's and I, the guy like you're talking about, if he's working on a senator, he's got him in a place, and well, as he's bringing changes and changes, well, those change those changes are going to happen no matter if he's got changes that are going to happen. 
God's going to make those changes happen. Even if the person that's doing it, he sent them to do, is not willing to do it or change his course, God is still going to make certain that it happens because his will is going to be done. doesn't matter whether, whether uh, Trump's in the White House or Biden or whoever. Biden, Biden ain't never going to run nothing. But even if, even if the Democrats win, let me just put it that way, or whoever, and, and they're in the White House, then it's God's will that they be there. And he's going to still make everything happen regardless of who's in there. If it gets rougher, which... You know, we, of course, know that it's going to be much rougher on us, but it doesn't matter because that's the way God has already written it to be. He's written it to be that way. So it's, there's no happenstance in this, you see. That's the, that's the thing. If Do you believe God's in control? Well, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, my whole, my, my whole thing about this when I, when I first asked the question is really more so that, uh, you know, God's putting someone in there He put him in here for such a time as this, but but not necessarily for the way you're looking at it. So let me drop another. Let me bring it from another angle here. Okay, by him being in here, okay, and him still standing tall, him still getting these things done, have done nothing but stir the pot on the other side and make them crazy, crazy enough to do something. Crazy enough to kill somebody. Crazy enough to burn America down. He's made him. He has, what has he done? He has fanned the flames, charged, charged the fire. And on this side, by the way that these idiots over here are acting, he's fanning the flames on this side. Why? Because that precedent didn't. So we have something to stand on with what we do. And he blinded their minds so that in their minds they're as right as we are. And they believe what they're believing as much as we believe what we're believing. And it's all to bring about this catastrophic situation that's coming. And so this is why God gives. Remember the Pharaoh. Remember the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh was ready to give up, man. He's like, forget it. Get out of here. And But God hardened his heart. You know, Trump could have fell, but God held him up. No, you ain't. You know, you still got to you still got to push on. You know, I hope that God blesses Donald Trump. I like the man. He is a lovable, not just a likable. He's a lovable guy. And man, I'm all for the guy for what he stands for in certain areas. But what I'm looking at and what God has brought to my attention is that look, no matter what, no matter how you look at this. No matter how you break it down or which direction you try to come from, this is already a done deal. It's it's done. It's done. It's not it's not God trying to it's not us trying to decide who we think that should be in the White House and who we want. It's done. Ten thousand years ago, whoever's going to be in there on on November the third or uh, or next March the twelfth when they finally count all this. Millions of, of lying scumbag votes. You know what I mean. So we don't never we don't know what's fixed to happen. But let me tell you something: who does know what's fixed to happen? God. It's written. It was written many, many hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And so, 
And so, the thing about it is, God has got this. And here's, here's another thing. I, I was looking at also, uh, you know, the Amish. Simple people. A very simple people. Very honorable people. They really are. Uh, you know, of course, I don't follow their doctrine, thing like that. You know, we, we, of course, have a different doctrine than they do. But I'm going to tell you something. They are meek. They are as meek as it gets. And you know what? They don't vote. They don't vote. Now, there, a lot, sometimes, there's probably 10, 10% or a little less than 10% sometimes that will vote. The younger people usually are people that are in business and businessmen that came out from the Amish. But for the most part, they don't vote. Why? Because though there may be some things that, uh, that come along where, you know, it, it, uh, it may be something that, you know, that the candidates are running on that, that does line up with the Bible, but because there are other things that are against the Bible. And the problem is when we, when we vote for the lesser of two evils, a little leaven leaveneth the lump. And if, we're, if we as called by His name... Whatsoever you've done at the least, even my brother, you've done also unto me. So if we are ambassadors to this land that God has put us in, now that we have changed our citizenship and we are called by His name, what we do must represent what He would do. And so then the question becomes, would Jesus vote for Donald Trump? Would he vote for preachers that are in the pulpit today not preaching the truth? You see? Man, I'm on your... I'm, I'm, listen, I'm with you, brother. I'm, I'm with you 100% because, man, I love Donald Trump. I think, man, I'm going to tell you, I don't know how... <laughs> if God wasn't holding his arms up, there ain't no way in the world that man could have made it this far. I couldn't have made it this far. I mean, it... I, it <laughs> Well, I think that, of course, it's been that way with the church. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But it's, been a, it's a battle. And I feel so sorry for the guy. I mean, you know, it's, the carnal me wants to just take a, a fighter jet and, and go help them in them cities that they need help in. You know what I mean? I could believe I could help them out a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, but what I'm trying to do... I'm just trying to make certain that I continue to move toward God. And I don't want to miss anything one way or the other. I don't want to miss something God wants me to do. I want to make sure I'm doing what God wants me to do. More than anything, I want to make certain that I'm not doing anything He doesn't want me to do. And so there's several scriptures that God has given me and some things. That, and that's why I said I'm not, I'm not here to try to push, to push anything. I just want to bring the Word of God so that we can clearly take a look at it and see what the Word says about it. And then we can, you know, kind of help us to make more of an educated decisions in, in these parts of our lives and in the, in the areas of our life. I want, to be, I want to be where He wants me to be. I want to do what He wants me to do, you know. Yes, it was.
Right, but what you're standing for is not this. I am standing for this, but I'm also standing for this would not allow you to vote for either one of them presidents. Well, brother, the, the the things that he still allows as president, which he could put a stop to, and he allows them because. He can't. That's that's the thing I believe that God is causing us to look at. As though he is he's the better of the two by far, according to this, because he certainly lines up with more of this than anybody else we've had. Okay, but let me ask you a question. Well, I would support him over any other two. But then there's the fact of. If there was, if you left here and you had a choice, Catholic Church or Episcopalian Church, we ain't got much choice in the White House either. We've got two alternatives. I believe that God has taken us to a place where we're going to run out of alternatives. And I think that's the whole point, is that we run out of alternatives and we finally get to the place where we say, you know what? I wash my hands of it, God. I'm yours. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life, Lord, focusing on you I'm not going to put my hands in this muddy water of this world I'm not going to put my hands in God just as Pilate washed his hands he said y'all see to it I don't want the blood on my hands though we may not have the blood of we may not have the blood of them children if, they, if they're able to change that Roe versus Wade. Maybe we don't have the blood on our hands of that. But what other blood do we have on our hands by putting our hands in that? Blood is blood. Sin is sin. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Well, we have. But we can't ride that to the end. We can't ride that to the end. We have to. We have to change what we can, which the only thing you can truly change is you. What did the Bible say about... The wicked shall be turned into hell. They say they were just going to turn themselves into hell. Say they will be turned into hell. Who's turning them into hell? God. Isn't that right? Why is he doing it? Because they were a nation that forgot God. All the nations that forget God. America's being turned into hell, brother. Quick. 
that America's being turned into hell because of all the wickedness in this in this world. But not only that, but because that's how the Bible's written. It's lined up. The Bible is written, it's settled. And God is going to all God's doing right now is He's just you're just seeing the things that were written years and years ago. Years and years ago, this was written and completed. And all the things that's happening now are just fulfillment. They're just the manifestation of this. God saw all this years ago. We're just now seeing it. But sometimes we look at it as though we're, we're in it and we're, we're making changes and doing things. But God already settled this years ago. And we're just, we're just in this to try to do our part to bring a testimony for somebody or against them. But as I said, let me, let me get the rest of some, some more of these scriptures. We have a lot of scriptures to go through. We won't get through them today for sure, but, but I just want to try to bring some of these scriptures and just to take a closer look at some of this stuff. It's good stuff. I, I, I love being able to talk about this kind of stuff because we're here to, we're here to, to, to know more. And to become wise and skillful in this word, to be, to to not try to use it for our advantage, but to to use it to understand God's will. Yes. Yep. I never read any, anything in there where Paul, after he left politics, I mean, after he left, he was in politics. Paul was all in politics. He had a Pharisee for a father. He was in the, man, he, he was, uh, yeah, he was a Roman a soldier, a captain in the army. And, uh, but I never read once where he, where he ever did anything like vote or anything like that. As a matter of fact, the very people that he probably used to vote for put him in prison. Everywhere he went, he got put in prison. But I never, I never saw he, he he abandoned all that, and it's the same with with Peter, James, and John, and all those apostles. That also, once they signed on with Jesus, they left all that behind. I mean, they left it all behind. And and that's, you know, some people say, well, they didn't have what we have, and they weren't as advanced as we're. It's not as complicated. But that's the problem. Man did that. Man's the one made it so complicated. God didn't make it complicated. God said, "Why do you spend your time and your money for things which satisfy not?" Man did this stuff. We didn't. God didn't do all that. Man is what has has complicated things. But God has never put in man's hand to elect. See, kings were not elected. Kings were appointed. Uh, by other kings, and that's the only way they came, or they came through the bloodline, and that, and that's the way it came, through birth or, uh, you know, when God appointed uh, a king, God appointed them, and and Israel made them a king. They they consecrated them a king, but it was at God's word and His will. He chose them, and even when He chose Saul, and then He also chose David. Amen. Well, like I said, I, you know, man, 
Yeah, he's uh, he's done a he's done a great job as far as you know the things the changes he's made, but but you know. Well, that's what I'm doing here today. Well, see, I'm not worried about upsetting the apple cart. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about upsetting the apple cart. The only thing I don't want to upset is is God. I don't I want to make certain that I am not doing something against this word or against the will of my king because that's who my allegiance is to. And when you see a country that's gone as far as this has gone and you see a country that's continuing on a downward fall and will continue on a downward fall because it's the only possible way it could ever come to the end of this book. Uh, you, you have to... The reason God gave us this book as well uh, is to, you know, and put things in it so that we could see kind of the time that we're in and how close things are coming to the end so that we can start preparing ourselves for Him and not for what's going on in the world. Now, you know me well enough by this point to know, uh, buddy, if there's something I, I ain't never shied away from is a fight. And, uh, buddy, I guarantee you, I, I don't shy away from no fight. I don't care who it is or how many there are. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. But... But my, my, my standpoint and, and my perspective is absolutely Word of God. So I want to do what the Word tells me to do. And that's why the Scriptures we're going through and these things that we're going through, these are things that have God's perspective on them. And I want to get to the bottom of what God is trying to say. What is the Spirit saying unto the church? We are the church and we know that. This does not apply to everybody else. This does not apply to any other churches. This does not apply to uh, any side or any party. This applies to a people that have been called by God and who are now called by His name because we are chosen. We are called by His name, and what we do has to represent Him. Anything outside of the parameters of what he, is, he will accept is unacceptable to us. We cannot accept things that are not acceptable to God and still be pleasing Him. So, we have to purge out any leaven in us and make ourselves again a new lump, you see? So, Lord, if there be any leaven in me, David said, Lord, empty me. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. That's what I want. I, and, and, and when I pray about especially subjects like this, which are kind of, kind of a loaded subject and kind of a little testy anyway, uh, but my job is to try to help, help us have the facts and help us to have the Word of God, to look at this Word and to give 
to give everybody the opportunity to study it out, to pray and meditate upon the Word with God, and, and let God lead you. Let God lead you and show you, and, and, and let God reveal it. But my job is to bring the Word and to drop a thought in your mind and, and give you perhaps another perspective to look at it from than maybe you have been. And, and through, those, through those things, maybe, uh, maybe give, give you a little more information to work with. It is appointed unto man wants to die. It said not to stray to the left or the right. <laughs> you shot yourself in the foot right there, brother. <laughs> There's a lot of distraction in, in the land. Always has been, but more so now than I believe ever before. There's distraction everywhere. And as God begins to do this short work, and I believe with everything in me, He's doing the short work you talked about in the Word of God. As He begins to do this short work, I believe that there's going to be more distractions and, and they're going to continue to increase. Anything that can take your mind off of the voice of God. But we as God's people, called by His name, separated unto Him, have to listen to the Spirit. Remember, you've got to be careful to listen. Remember, remember Elijah. 
He looked for him in the wind. He looked for him in the earthquake. He looked for him in all kinds of things. But the Lord came in a still, small voice. What doest thou here, Elijah? How did you let yourself get here, Elijah? I just gave you victory. You saw my power. You saw me work. You just called fire down out of heaven. And I responded and sent fire down out of heaven at your call. I closed off the waters of heaven for three and a half years at your word. And did not allow it to rain on the earth again, but by your word as you spoke it. Was that not enough to show you that I'm in charge of the rain that comes and the rain that stops? Was that not enough to show you that I am the one that sends fire from heaven? Was that not enough to show you that I'm the one that sets up kings and tears down kingdoms? I gave you victory over, over the king and all of, all of Queen Jezebel's uh, prophets of the grove and prophets of Baal. Gave you victory over 850 men and now... The next minute, now your eyes are taken off of it again because of a threat. Something came and distracted Elijah's attention away from God again and caused him to, caused him to take his mind off what God is doing and can do and will do. God has got his people in the United States of America and every other country in this world. We are a global power. And the things going on in this country affect every nation in the world and every kingdom in the world except for one. They do not affect the kingdom of God because God will always supply for His people. No matter how destitute this world becomes, God's people will have His provision. Now, it may not be what we're used to. It may not be what we want. Just like manna from heaven was not an acceptable provision to those that just came out of the land of Egypt. But they had what they needed. They didn't have 27 pairs of shoes. They didn't have new shoes every year. But they had one pair that never wore out. Therefore, they had what God told them He would give them. He never left them nor forsook them, and He never will leave or forsake us. No matter what happens, no matter who's in power, nothing nor anyone is going to change God or His people. It's not going to change. It's not going to have an effect on us. It's not going to change what God wants for His people. Because God's people are chosen by Him, called by Him, called by His name. And no matter what else goes on around us, we're protected by Him. Not anything but that. His protection is what protection keeps us. Yeah. But you know what? It never wore out. Never wore out. That's the God we serve right there, brother. Brother Quick. We're visitors here now. God sent forth armies to defend every land that He's ever had. He sent forth many a man and woman to fight for this country and to win. 
wasn't those men or women that brought the victory. It was God that brought the victory. Remember when God gave Jericho, the mightiest city anywhere around, into the hands of Israel? He gave it to them ahead of time. You know, the battle at Jericho started a long time before that. It actually started back when they crossed the Red Sea. Because noise went abroad that what they'd done and what kind of God they served, and the Bible said that all their strength left them. No man had any strength left in them because of them, because of the Israelites, because of their God. So there was already a fear in Jericho because word had gone abroad of who their God was and that nothing could stand before this God, even Egypt and all the armies and the Pharaoh of the Pharaoh. So they went, they won. The battle was given at a great and mighty city to the people of God, to Israel. But then they went over to a little place called Ai, little bitty hole-in-the-wall city didn't have a hundredth of the people in it, no soldiers, hardly any, to show you the difference between winning the battle and losing the battle. What caused the loss of that battle? It wasn't the, hey, some mighty men went over there to fight, and they were fighting a much smaller army, but yet God gave them the victory, and 36, 36 men lost their lives. Why? Because God caused them to be defeated wasn't the men did anything wrong they had the power and everything to do it but God turned the tables why because one man that's right see and that's exactly right and that's where this word comes into play even today with this message we've been talking about obedience or disobedience Everything hinges on what we do in our lives. Church, I don't want to be disobedient. I don't want to do anything even... Let me tell you something. Church, there's... This, this Bible's filled with people that had good motives and good, uh, uh, good ideas and great motives. But whether you have good intentions or not, Sin is sin. Sin is sin. Sin brings judgment. Doesn't matter how your in, what your intentions are. Your intentions may be very good, but that's why God said it's not in us to direct our steps. We have to follow the Word because though we may have good intentions, we don't know the whole story. There's a whole lot of things going on around our lives we don't know. Anyway, okay. So the only difference between this land and other lands in the world is that God has blessed it. He's blessed it. Why? Because of the principles that it was founded upon. We were just talking about a second ago. He's blessed it because of the, because of the principles. What principles was this country founded on? It was founded on the Word of God. The King James Version Bible was the only Bible. But you see how Satan gets our minds off the most important thing and sidetracks us. There has never been a time that I can ever remember where there was so much distraction in this land. It's unbelievable. There's just so much, so much to distract people now. It's just unbelievable. 
And if we're not careful, we get our priorities out of order. This was the land of the free. Why? Because God gave us the victories against every battle that we fought. John 4, 32-34. Notice here when the, when the uh, children of God came up, and he was at the well, and he just talked to the Samaritan woman, and they said, would you like something to eat? He had sent them to get something to eat. He said, but I... But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Let me ask you a question. What is His work? What did He call us to do? What did He call us to do? The work He's speaking of was not building America. His work was delivering a people from the tyranny of the kingdom of Satan and his angels and from America and every other nation and kingdom on earth that has taken them and their minds captive. You know as well as I do that many things in this land that we have been afforded have been to our downfall. Many of the things that the people of this land, even us, have seen as luxuries truly have been a burden to us as Christians. Many of the things that we see as luxuries are absolutely a destruction to the people of God. This land has afforded many people riches. And those riches have destroyed many, many people. The work of God that He called us to, which is to come out from among this world and its people and to live separate and to try to reach others by shining our light unto them and giving them the word of reconciliation that we were entrusted with. That's not going to come from putting someone in the White House or putting a certain political figure in a high position, but it's going to come from a people turning to God, our Creator, and Him alone. That's where those things are going to come from. The work He called us to had nothing to do with politics. These things are things that tie us up. But the work that God called us to has nothing to do with 
a country has nothing to do with politics or any political venue of any kind. The word we are called to, the work that we're called to, is a complete separation unto God and unto His work. His work is this book. His work is His Word. And helping people to see from a godly perspective what is important and what is not. Helping us to see more clearly the things that are important. The things that are most important. First of all, that we, first and foremost, must be ready to meet Jesus ourselves. And we must commit time and effort to Him and to spreading of His Word or to the fulfilling of His Word. And if we're not careful, we allow things to tie us up. We allow things to distract us from what the most important thing is. It's really a it's really a, a very strong weapon that's been used for centuries. Sleight of hand or distraction. It's just like it's being done in this land right now. Look over here. And something's being done over here, see? But the enemy knows that tactic's where it came from. And he distracts us from the things that are most important. If you're not careful, he can get us off balance or out of, out of the path through distraction. Get us looking at one thing. It's like the Bible said. You strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. God warned His soldiers. And we, we go through this Scripture a lot because it applies so much to not only this church, but to the time that we live in as well. He warned His soldiers about getting caught up in all the messes of this world because it is a death trap to men and women of God. It's a distraction from our true purpose. No man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life. Why? Because this life is not what we need to be concerned with. This life is going to come and go. God is in control of it. But what we need to focus on is the war that we're truly in. The war that we're truly in is not the right and the left. The war that we're in is a spiritual war. What's going on in this world today is absolutely of a spiritual nature, but we as humans try to look at it from a human's perspective, from a carnal perspective. But it's not a carnal battle. The closer we get to God, the closer, I mean, the more, the more clearly we can see the true battle that's going on. It's the, it's the Spirit of God against the wickedness of Satan. It's, too, it's spiritual wickedness in high places. And the people that have yoked up with, with that. And though there be many, 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 many more 
that have yoked up with evil. Does that matter? Remember? Remember Gideon? Remember how he had all these thousands of men? And God said, you got too many. You got too many. He finally got down to 300 to go against tens of tens of thousands of people. Why? Why did he want it to just be 300? He said, that's all you're going to need because you got me. It's the same way. It's the same way now. Though the wickedness going on in this world is so, so prevalent here, we win. Those that follow this word, we're going to win it. We're going to win it. Because God's the one that's in control. And it's going to happen just like the book said. Do you believe that? you believe it's going to happen like the book said? you believe if you faint not and you stay in the path and follow that word, you're going to win? Does it matter if everybody on earth comes against you and starts... Does it matter who's in power? Does it matter what they're saying or they're going to come against us? We know they're coming against us. Because the Bible tells us if we floor tarries, we're going to have to face it. But that's where trust in that word comes into play. Amen. We got several more scriptures and, and, and stuff to go. I'm going to end it there today. But uh but I and I appreciate I really appreciate your feedback. I appreciate it because that's what I wanted this message to be. I want this to be a message we can talk about and we can look at the word. Church, we're I'm not trying to push any agenda on anybody. Don't ever think that I'm not. Uh, I just want to. I just want to look at it closely. Really.